Okay, your coffee is, is continuing to go to another level. Yeah. But this was a, there was a layer that was on top that tastes delicious, but was quite surprising. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can thank Tish for that. Yeah. When I told her about the whole coffee thing, she said, now, I did add the cinnamon myself. Okay. <laughs> I, she sent it out, so I was like, well, maybe I'll take a hint. Yeah. Next level is what it is. It's good. Not me. Thank you, Tish. <laughs> I finally a good cup of coffee. Well, I Ooh. am Lance. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys. Yeah, still just these guys, you know. <laughs> haven't changed. Nope. In 40 years, mm -hmm. haven't changed. Mm -hmm. 50 plus. <laughs> that was kind of yeah. depressing. So, I got a couple things for you. You have something on the agenda? Not really. Good. Um, first of all, what is this? That's a card. That's a what kind of card? Add a business card. You got to remember, you're on a podcast. Right. Nobody can yeah. <laughs> see what's in my hand. <laughs> a lot of kinds of cards. Well, that's there. Like, this card. <laughs> hey, so... How many of these have I given you over the years? A handful. And how many of them are in your wallet? I, and how handfuls. many of them <laughs> did the information from the card actually get into your phone or computer? Mm. Yeah. So grab your phone. Show you something magical. Okay. Okay. Right there, just turn, hit the button, power button. Yeah. So it comes on. Yeah. I'm going to touch my wrist here. Okay. Tap it. Oh my gosh. Drag it up. Oh my gosh. You like that? Wow. Remember, you're on a podcast. People got to yeah, hear you. Yeah, that is amazing. Look at that. Look at that on the podcast. Hold it right <laughs> up. Two weeks later, people are going to yeah. be able to see that. So it's literally Lance Parker. It's, it's all of his information. It takes you right to the podcast, right to the YouTube, right to everything. Facebook, all of an email, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And one, and now if you hit save contacts, wow, boom, it's all in your phone. That is really cool, wasn't it? Oh my gosh! So since, every website that you need to check it out to follow, that is way cool. Exactly. So because you're in charge of marketing, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's so hard. Word of mouth, you know, hey, you know, and, and I was thinking about getting cards mm. so that, you know, you could hand them out and, and people could later, they could go sit down and type in, they're all, they're not going to type it in, nope. you know, go to, they're not going to do it. Right. And so right now, everything you need to enjoy Facebook, to enjoy YouTube videos, to read more about just these guys and the podcast website, to access any of the podcast has been loaded into your phone. In less than a second that is really cool so awesome here is your present oh my goodness i got you one nice oh you got everything for me <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get a teenager later yeah. <laughs> to help you load skylar and then you're walking around with your business card that's really cool on your wrist that's and really cool. Somebody says, hey, I heard you're doing a podcast. They're like, yeah, give me your phone. Bam. It's yeah. all in there. Yeah. That's right. really cool. Is this like something brand new out or has it been out for a while and you found it or what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I told you uh, 
that uh, uh, Adderall, yeah, or Ritalin, just came out in the in the eighties, right? And I thought about you know, I'm just shooting my mouth off. I went and looked it up. <laughs> Ritalin came out in the fifties. Okay. <laughs> like what? Yeah. My parents robbed me. <laughs> yeah, this has probably been out longer than we think. So I it's really cool though. Was looking for a, a business card so we could have those, and I, I ran across these and thought, yeah. Yeah. Gotta have them. No brainer. You don't have to remember anything. Heck no, that's it. That's right up my alley. <laughs> right there. Hey, you're starting a Bible study. I am. That, that just locked you in. Because <laughs> yeah. people can go back and replay this now. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I already said it on the stage. It's already been announced a couple times. But I'm excited about it. I'm excited because I am going to have an opportunity to, to learn even more myself. So very selfishly, I get to learn more. Sure. And because anytime you are leading something, you're, you tend to be the one that learns the most. And I get to hang out with a bunch of awesome grace pointers or anybody else who wants to come along and dig in. Is the, is the class solely for people who attend grace nope, point? No, anybody can come. And we haven't landed 100% on a, on a night, but so we're taking almost like votes where which night works the best for you. And two weeks now we've done this, but Thursday is leading the way. So it looks like it's going to be Thursday evenings, once a week, Thursday, every Thursday. And starting probably the third week of April, we're going to get through Easter here, and then we're going to dive in. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm looking at some different curriculums on, you know, walking through the Bible. I'm really, I think what we're going to do is we're just going to start as though none of us know anything. Because I think there are a lot of us who have been in the Bible for a while now who assume a lot that other people are not. We forget how intimidated we were to begin with because it's right. it's a, it's such a different book. Right, right. It's not one book. It's sixty six books. Right. And they were all. It's just amazing how they were written and brought together. How it's been the most scrutinized book or group of books over the, the history of man, how it is just, it is a different book that if we are to commit ourselves to learning how to navigate through it, it is, it will do the most for you yeah. of anything out, that's out there as far as the written word goes. Well, and that's what I wanted to talk about today Okay, was how to Study the Bible. Sure. Because you know, we're like, okay, read the Bible and we sit down and we, uh, but you know. Yeah. And and certainly there in the in the Bible study you will get into um, other elements of it. I think it's important when you're studying the Bible to understand the three covenants that have existed and the dividing line of before the cross, after the cross. Yeah. When things were said before the cross, not in the Old Testament, but before the cross, because Jesus said, follow the law. Right. And so people wave that around. You got to follow the law. Jesus said so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he said it. Yeah. Which means at the time he said it, he was alive and the law was in effect. Yeah. After the cross, there's a new covenant. Yeah, exactly. So, so to a new person into their faith or just <laughs> kind of getting into the, the Bible, what you just said right there in those three or four sentences sure. would freak the heck out of me because it's we, there's a language to it 
there's Christianese. You know, there's a language that, that you kind of need to understand or learn, begin to learn. And because, you know, law, what's he talking about? Covenant, what's he talking about? What yep. does that mean? So when it comes to the scriptures, as we all get to, to walk through it, we get to, to not only learn what it says, but why it says what it says. That's the, probably the most critical thing that there is. What's not just the content, what it actually says, but why does it, what's the context? What's Thank the you. context of this passage? And, and is it, and it's not just this one, and passage even. Where do you use that word in, in another you know, context? <laughs> but why does it say what it says? And how do we look at it in the big picture? Sure. Not just that one line. Listen, the Christians have done a heck of a job over the years of taking one line out of Scripture, putting it exactly how they want it to be, in the context they want it to be, and then using it to just beat the crap out of people with it. And there's, that, number one, that's abuse. And number two, we can, we can help a whole lot of people to understand, again, what is the, the true context. As far as, now listen, I interpret things uh, the way I have learned to interpret things, and sometimes it's not right. And, and a lot of times it's not complete, absolutely complete. I don't have a full understanding, but... I'm a whole lot further down the road than I used to be, mm -hmm. and I hope that the one thing that I'm not doing is leading anybody astray. That's kind of my job, is not <laughs> to be a false teacher. But yeah, I'm excited about it because I think it's going to to benefit. I've never spent time in Scripture where I thought, well, that didn't that wasn't beneficial at all. <laughs> what a waste of time that was. It's always always a. Uh, it just brings you. A sense of it's it's a comfort and it's a peace peace that is so uh, difficult to describe but once you experience it you you just know right right you just know yeah and so it's 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 really it's unfortunate I'll say how most of us have a Bible in our in our house in our or and and it's just collecting dust on a shelf somewhere yeah it's collecting dust and i'm just talking about those of us who uh call ourselves christians you know well i think most people plural most people everybody most people have one because at some point in their life they've picked one up somewhere yeah and then christians themselves most have them but most have not read it. Most have not, you know, none of them have studied. None. Nobody. Yeah. Very few people have actually studied yeah. the scripture. They might read it now and again. They go to church and they carry it in their hand. But sure, there's a difference between reading and studying. Yeah. Big, big difference between reading and studying. Oh, absolutely. Studying, and that's critical too. And that's something that we'll get into. But that's, that'd be something that could benefit someone even today. If you've got a Bible that you have been reading through maybe for years and you have read it and read it and read it and still doesn't seem to soak in, try a study Bible. Get a study Bible or, you know, Google's a great study Bible where you can just go to, to Google and you can type in whatever that particular. And see here again, 
the Bible is different because you look up as an example the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. You look up, let's all look up Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. Sure. That to somebody new is a bit of a freak out moment. What's he talking about? 5, 22? Well, it's broken down for us so that we can go back and reference it, reference it easier. So it's broken down in chapters and it's broken down in verses so that we can easily go again to find something. But this whole idea of being able to uh, study the Bible is is one that it, it, it doesn't have to be as intimidating as we uh, think it's going to be. And But we're going to dive in together. Well, see, and that you, you just referenced that. And to me, um, the Bible is written wrong. Okay. <laughs> but that idea that they broke it down into chapter and verse. Yeah. Because what that does to the reader is that it forces the reader's brain to stop when they go from one number to the next number. They read that one sentence and that the fact that there's a little number at the next sentence mentally it causes us to stop reading and, and, and kind of singularly focus on that one sentence instead of moving forward as if, if there's more here. Mm -hmm. And so when I say it's written wrong, that's what I mean, is the way it is written, people uh, are interrupted in their thought process. They're interrupted in their reading because of that chapter-verse style. So it makes, you know, what you are talking about earlier was somebody to take one scripture out of context. Yeah. And then they'll build a whole thing around that one misconstrued scripture. But not all of us are evil when we do that. I'm not trying to start my own cult and take this one scripture and then build on it and, and, and maneuver all these people in my direction. But I may read something and just like a meme. Sure. <laughs> read that one sentence. Yeah. And this is this is why I said the difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Because one of the things I had to learn to do um, to get, survive graduate school was I had to learn how to study, mm. which is very, very, very different than reading. And so what happens, and I've seen this numerous times, somebody will read a scripture, which is for all you non-Bible people out there, which is a singular sentence that's been numbered. <laughs> yeah. They'll read a scripture and then they'll lean back. They will move physically away from the Bible and then they will look up into the air over here to the left or right and say, what does that mean? So they are reading a sentence and then turning into themselves and their experiences, trying to decipher and determine what that sentence meant. Sure. Rather than reading the sentence and then leaning in mm -hmm. to the Bible to search for the meaning of that sentence. Because the meaning is in the book. You bet. But we read the sentence and we lean back and look within ourselves. Mm. So we will misinterpret, misconstrue, unintentionally in a lot of cases, yeah. what the thing is saying. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's so good. I wanted to show you an example, but whenever you're ready. Yep. Um, this right here, for those of you on the podcast, if you want to hit pause right now, go grab your Bible, 
preferably one made of paper. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Come sit back down, set it on the table, and turn to, uh, what is this? The vines and the branches. That's, isn't that in Matthew 15? Matthew 15. <laughs> sure. so, I'm not mad at you for that. I'd yeah, rather you not know chapter absolutely. verse. I don't know. The vine and the branches. <laughs> we can all cut this all out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Matthew or Luke. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, wait a minute here. <laughs> John, <laughs> it's the last gospel, John 15, yeah, <laughs> John 15. And I should know that because I've watched the movie five times. Well, <laughs> if you're, if you're looking for an alternate times. way to study the Bible, that is very helpful. Uh, movies make good, the, the chosen. Oh, yeah. Not the calling. Right. Did I call it the calling? Yeah. I did? And I, I thought like, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but The Chosen, and uh, there's a movie on YouTube and Netflix called The Gospel of John, mm. and it is word for word. The, the movie yeah. script yep. is the book of John. That's really good. And it's, it's a fantastic movie. Okay. Uh, but back from commercial break, The Vine and the Ranches. So... There's a tendency to either just read a couple of sentences and stop and try to think about what it means. And then now we are giving meaning to the Bible right. from our, you know, lack of knowledge. Sure. Or to read the whole thing and go, huh. <laughs> sure. I read it. I, you know. So yeah. when we study things, you have to critically study and critically think. And in order to do that, you, you, you have to be patient and you got to slow it down and you can't move from one sentence to the next sentence without understanding what the first sentence meant. Sure. And then you have to recognize that that first sentence, this thing's been around a couple thousand years. Mm -hmm. And, and when, when I would study research and the authors I know, because I've done research, spend months selecting each word in each sentence because they have to compact as much as possible into the smallest amount of space. So each sentence has a very particular reason for being in the article, just like the Bible has there each word, each sentence, there's a very specific reason why it's there. Yeah. And it's going to be related to something later. Right. And so this one I chose because I've heard a lot of people misinterpret it. Yeah. And that also, by the way, is the reason that there are uh, different translations sure uh, is so that it is continually being put into a language that we can understand so words might change but it's scrutinized so that it doesn't change the meaning correct and so the consistency throughout the translations we can trust mm -hmm. that that it's there because it is literally so just poured over with the experts. Right. They weren't sitting experts. around, you know, yeah. Friday night. <laughs> right. Like my one of my favorite translations is the message translation. But to to someone who wouldn't know any better, they would think it was completely different than other translations. Well, the way I see the message is uh, you as the pastor read something 
and then you turn to the the congregation the audience mm -hmm. and you say what that means is yeah and yeah. so that's what the message version kind of does is it's some real smart dude who knows what's going on eugene peterson and he ran his translation by numerous other oh, yeah. bible scholars absolutely is this a way to say it so people will understand what it says? Yeah, it, put, it combines those, mm -hmm. puts them together. Yeah. So in the vine and the branches, 15.1 says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Two, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, and it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So, like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like gobbledygook, sure. and we just kind of shake our head and move on. Yeah. But there's something so important being set up in that first paragraph that the reader, the, the studier, the, the Christian has to understand before they can go to that next paragraph and get anything out of it. Yeah. So, notice... Jesus is speaking in red letters. Yep. Quotation. Yeah. Which that's what that means. Red letters is means Jesus is speaking. So he says, I am the true vine. Mm -hmm. so like the trunk of a tree. He is talking about himself. Mm -hmm. I, Jesus, I am the true vine. Right. And my father is the gardener. Yeah. Father is god okay so jesus is the vine and god is the gardener right he since jesus is speaking he's now referring to his father god yep. Father God. Yep. so jesus says i'm the true vine and my father is the gardener god cuts off every branch in me jesus yeah that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, stop right there. Jesus is the vine. God is the gardener. Jesus said, God is cutting off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Where are you in that equation? You're not there. Right. So I hear too many people say when something happens in their life, they lose a job, they lose a car, they lose something like, well, God's just cutting off branches in me. Nowhere does it says God's going to be cutting off branches of you. Yeah. So you have to understand, this is Jesus talking about his relationship with God. Nobody else. Right. Now, why is this important? Because when he gets to three, he turns to Mike. Sure. He turns to Mike and says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Mm -hmm. So... He's not cutting off branches on you. Sure. He's not pruning you. You are already clean. So as we read this, we must understand there's a three-way relationship going on here. God's over here. Jesus is here in the middle. And then you're over there. So God is whittling away on Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Making him perfect. Yeah. Now, Jesus turns and speaks a word into you. You're golden. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You are clean because of the words Jesus spoke into you. All this pruning business has happened between the Father and Jesus. So he goes on to say, Remain in me as 
I also remain in you. Yep. So your job is to remain in Jesus. Yep. <clears throat> in other words, stay as close to Jesus as you can possibly be. So connected. I mean, why is he, why would he say it this way? That's critical too. Because to a lot of people, it would seem that he could have just been a lot clearer. Instead of just using analogies or using, but if we really, I think it's because he, he wants us to think. He wants us to have to really consider what he's talking about. And then once, once we get it, man, in the story, it just makes so much more sense to us. And it, it really, it speaks to us. Well, stories really help. I could just tell you something. Sure. And you're like, you know, like, you can't control other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I tell you a story <laughs> about trying to stop the rain when my car window is down, that's right. You get that, yeah, and you remember the story, yeah, and then later you connect the story to the fact, yeah. And so he wrote stories for two reasons one is because they're a powerful way of teaching, and two, he said in the Bible, I, I speak this way so that those whose hearts are hardened won't understand what I'm saying, sure, that those who are, and, and so he is speaking in parables and he's speaking in stories to enlighten those who are ready to hear it and to shield the wisdom from those who are not. So he goes on to say, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can Mike bear any fruit unless you remain in me. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Neither can Mike bear fruit unless Mike remains in Jesus. Yeah. So this whole pruning, trimming, cutting stuff has nothing to do with you. Sure. It has everything to do with what God is doing with Jesus. And then you are benefiting from all of this work happening over here. When he speaks a word into you, boom, you're golden. He's just simply saying, you, but see, this is you have a choice. Right. Remain in me. Yeah. As I remain in you. So yeah. he's in you. Sure. He's asking you to remain in him. And then he's telling you the reason why you want to remain in him is that no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. So if you want to be fruitful, you have to. So this first paragraph sets up this dynamic between God pruning on Jesus and then Jesus turning around and put speaking into you. And you are clean perfect, holy, blameless, you are clean because Jesus spoke into you. Yeah. What did you do to become clean? Surrender. You did absolutely nothing. He made you clean, even when you don't surrender. Sure. You are clean because of the word I spoke into you. Mm -hmm. You didn't do nothing. So he's saying, if you want to be fruitful, remain in me yeah that's up to you yeah so you're standing you're clean now do you want to go do something with your life mm -hmm. then you've been given an instruction on what to do yeah and yeah. so that's just one singular simple paragraph and if you misinterpret that paragraph then you're going to start misinterpreting the next one the next one and the next one mm -hmm. and that's why i wanted to take a moment to kind of that's break true. that out to yeah. Because I hear so many people, you know, he's constantly pruning me. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, and so that is a great example. And what this 
is, is an example of remaining, of staying close, of being connected to God in Christ, to Jesus, through the Word, mm -hmm. through the Scripture. And so it's not just sitting down and opening up a book and reading the words, even trying to memorize what the words say, but understanding what it is saying to each and every one of us individually to enrich our lives and get us even more connected. Because that's where, again, we find our ultimate purpose and our ultimate peace. So it's the value that even myself, I find myself sometimes struggling to stay close, to stay connected. And the this, this struggle is, I believe, that that's a whole part, and we'll have to talk about this sometime, but that's the whole battle that we have going on, living in a Saturday existence <laughs> between Friday and Sunday. Sure. Yeah. So that's uh, well, and good the, stuff. The, you know, you mentioned him speaking to you. How does he speak to you? Well, he speaks to me through the word. Thank you. Just being right more. there. I had more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, no, you you can go on, but this is what the other kind of element of it that we don't understand what the Bible is about. Why are we studying this? Why are we learning this? Sure. Is because you know it's throughout the Bible it says pray, pray to God, mm -hmm. and so that's we're talking to Him. Well, what kind of podcast would this be? If we came in here and I stood here and you talked to me for one entire hour and I never said anything back. Sure. Yeah. What kind of podcast would it be if you spoke for one entire hour and I wasn't listening to you? Yeah, that's good. Well, so there's two parts to the prayer. One is you communicating with God. Yeah. And... I believe the most successful way and the recommended way is to tell him what you want. Yep. Don't just complain and gripe and moan. But you go to God, you have a conversation with him. Tell him about your day. Tell him what you want. Tell him how things are going. Thank him for things. Then what do you do? Okay, I'm done. Listen. Yeah. That's the other half of a conversation. That's the other half of a relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I've... I was thinking when I was in the Navy and I was on a ship, you know, I'd write letters, you know, to my family and they would write letters back to me and I would sit down and I would read those letters from my mother and, you know, cherish that letter and I'd fold it up and I'd put it in my locker and I'd keep it. And then later when I'm thinking about what to do or what's going on, because I read the letter, my mother's voice would come back to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so there's a, a band, I forget the name of them, Disciple or something like that. They had an album uh, talked about love letters. Yeah. And the Bible is a love letter from God to us. Mm -hmm. And so he has written his word down. He has given us instructions he has given us hope and reassurance it's all written down so when we speak to him if we want to hear from him you bet. that's the time to then open the bible and even better if you've read it 
if you've studied it, then in those moments where you're struggling with something, then a scripture can rise up. And in that moment, God can speak to you because you have his word inside you. And so those words can rise up. Mm -hmm. oh, that's good. That's it's it's interesting because I I feel a a sense of peace just talking about it, just talking right. about reading the Word of God, just talking about praying, and it's because uh, it, it it's it's holy stuff, mm -hmm. and 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 that's we're just that much more connected. Even when we're just talking about it, oh, sure. I think that's the real value behind uh, being willing to share testimony. Part of sharing testimony is just simply talking to people, where a conversation might just naturally go to talking about God, to mm -hmm. talking about you know things that are not of this world, uh, because we all have, I believe, this the seed of eternity planted within us when we are born, right. because we are made in His image. Yes, and then as we live life. We walk into that battle, and that is, just to kind of bring it full circle, that is exactly why it is so critical for us to remain connected to the body. Yes. Where the true source of everything that we need takes place, where it is living. And so, yeah, looking forward to it. No, and, and all those analogies are, are, are excellent because, of, you know, I have a vine out on the back one of the fences and scorching heat. Yeah. But the branches are, are extending out. They're green and fruit and flowers are coming off of the branches. Yeah. But the only reason those dainty little branches can bear that fruit is it's connected into the trunk of the vine, the vine, yeah. which is planted in the soil yeah. and is drawing up the nutrients and continually delivering to those leaves and those branches. And that, you know, just such a wonderful analogy. We got company. Mm -hmm. Better check the door. <laughs> Avon calling. <laughs> Hello. So yeah, we for us to have that productive life, mm -hmm. uh, as long as we're you know, continually staying plugged into them. Yeah. I don't think it's got to be weird and awkward and. No, no, not at all. It was never intended to be. We're the ones that make it weird. <laughs> and it becomes weird when we when we take the, the scripture and we try to uh, look through it like it's a window so that we can judge other people with it instead of, like you said earlier, looking at it and having it reflect back to you as if it's actually a mirror. Sure. Because you, we are reading it to understand what it is saying to, like I'm reading it to see what, it's, what is it saying to me. Mm -hmm. What is it saying to me? And, and what would God have me do with it? And so that's that's the real value of understanding how to approach the scriptures. And the, the great thing about you know the Bible study and, and the understanding the importance of kind of understanding the broader kind of context of things yeah. is because you know this just clicked for me one day when I've heard different pastors say things like, you know, we don't need to teach the Old Testament because Jesus came. So we need to teach the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, then I got distracted and went off. But what was Jesus teaching? Yeah, he was teaching the OT. <laughs> when he 
talked, right. he was drawing and presenting the wisdom of the Old Testament scriptures yeah. and the prophets and and everything and the spirit of the law and why the law was and how we've lost track of ourselves and what the whole thing was about. He's he's interpreting and presenting the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to be able to have an understanding and and, and ability to go back into the Old Testament, to know when to go back in, and and to understand how those two interplay yep. is going to be critical for anybody reading Absolutely. the New Testament. And the context, obviously. Yeah, I've heard it said that the Old Testament is Jesus concealed, so he's there, you, you look for him, and then the New Testament is Jesus revealed. Mm -hmm. and But it's all Jesus. All yeah. Jesus. So, all day. All day. Every day. All Jesus, all day. Awesome. I'm hearing more and more folks saying that they are really enjoying this. So we appreciate all of you listening and checking it out. Tell your brothers and your sisters. Tell your neighbors. Tell your co-workers. Now, before you go, mm -hmm. before we go, mm -hmm. we're at the end of the podcast. So... Not everybody always finishes these things. So for the listener who has hung on through to the end, yeah, put up with us through to the end. Got some knowledge for you, surprise for you. Mm -hmm. As you know, this past week, as you may not know, because you don't ever read my text messages. I read every single one. <laughs> I've been creating a new Facebook page for... Yeah just these guys so we can move it off the crash course academy to nice. its own personal facebook page yeah i've also started creating a new youtube channel mm -hmm. for just these guys awesome again to move it off the crash course platform and yeah. get it singularly solely focused on that yeah so there is the new facebook page there is the new youtube channel there is the uh, website channel for the podcast. So those three are now going to be solely dedicated to just these guys. That's cool. And these are the things we'll load into your phone so that when you fist bump people, sure, you'll be able to just download all of that to them. That's awesome. Now, for the listener out there, what I will also do is once I get his popple page what these are called loaded up is i'm going to download a link onto the facebook channel the new facebook channel for mike's popple data and for my popple data and you get to choose mm -hmm. whose popple data you want to download you can download mike's or you can download mine or you can download both that's cool but wow, that's if good. you do see him at church, and if you haven't already heard about this because these things go out two weeks later, chase him down, get your phone ready, and ask to pop his wristband. Pop the popple. Pop the so popple. I have two weeks, and I will have this loaded. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to get that loaded Yeah. <laughs> this week. Awesome. Well, this thank week. you, Doc, for it all of that. It takes five minutes. That's cool. So, Very cool. um, 
I think we're done. I think we're done. We're just these guys. He is Mike. And he is Lance. And we are just, just these guys. These guys, you know. You know. We'll see you next week.